Welcome to The Real Deal with Rhonda, a real estate podcast where we are committed to providing you with real insight into the Atlanta real estate market by sharing timely and relevant information that will equip you to be a better buyer and seller. On today's episode, Rhonda is joined by managing broker at Ansley Atlanta Real Estate and president-elect of the Atlanta Association of Realtors, Cynthia Lippert. Cynthia talks about the important role that the Atlanta Association of Realtors has played in our communities this year, And then she gives us an overview of the Metro Atlanta real estate market and how it's been a shining star in an otherwise challenging year. Cynthia also gives a few predictions for Q4 of 2020 and beyond. This is The Real Deal with Rhonda. Welcome to The Real Deal with Rhonda. I'm your host, Rhonda Heron, and I am here today with someone super special to me, my friend and managing broker, Cynthia Lippert. Cynthia, welcome. Thank you for having me. This is such a pleasure. Thank you. Well, I know you are a busy lady this year for a number of different reasons, so we really appreciate you taking the time to be with us. But I just thought it would be so timely to have you on the show and talk about um, what's happening at ARA and also what's happening um, in the market. But tell everybody a little bit about your background. You are the managing broker um, of our office here at Ansley at Ansley North. And tell us a little bit about uh, you've been in the industry for a long time, have just an incredible background and resume. Share a little bit about that with our listeners so they know who you are. Sure. Actually, I had to check this morning to to remind myself how long I've been in the industry. So I started in March of 1989. So I've been in the business for just over 35 years. That's incredible. Um, outside of a brief four and a half year period where my husband and I moved to North Carolina. I've always lived in Atlanta. I was I grew up here. I l- grew up in La Vista Park. Practically a native. <laughs> yes. Ac- actually, I um, started as a real estate agent. Yeah. I um, was the rookie of the year for my first yes. year. I had 20 listings six months into the business wow. and nobody could understand That's what on earth I was doing. <laughs> what were but you doing? I, we need to talk after this. <laughs> I fell in love with real estate in pre-license class. Yeah. Day one, I knew this was going to be the industry that I would be in for the rest of my life. I have never once thought about it another thing since. Yeah. I've started as an agent. I was moved into relocation. I spent numerous years as a Director of Destination Services for Relocation. That means that we are focused on those transferees inside the city. Then I moved on to training. So I was actually a licensed real estate trainer, and I taught new agents for another company here in the Atlanta area. Many of whom are top agents in our market today. Absolutely. (laughs) Absolutely. And then I was asked to move to another company to start an office as a managing broker. And I started two offices for that company, turned another one around, and then decided that it was time for me to get back on the street, so to speak, and go back to my roots as a real estate agent. So I did that. I grew a team. And then (laughs) I am here now with Ansley, and I'm actually the managing broker of both our Alpharetta and our East Cobb office. That's right. Yes, yes. Thank you for correcting me on that. And we're just so happy to have you as our our broker. Um, It's unusual in our market today to have someone with your depth and breadth of experience leading the charge. So we appreciate that so much. Thank you. Well, you guys are 
You make it easy. Mm. I don't know. Some days. <laughs> um, you are also, Cynthia, the president-elect of the Atlanta Realtors Association. And, of course, everyone in the industry knows what that's all about. But I think a lot of consumers may not necessarily know um, what ARA is and, and what your role as president-elect would be. So would you share with our listeners a little bit about that? Absolutely, because it's very important for our general consumers to understand the backside of our industry. You know, normally a seller's really only concerned about their own property and a buyer's really only right. concerned about the home that they're looking for. But there is so much more to real estate and all the path that has been laid so that buyers and sellers have the ability to have property ownership. I mean, property private rights are the number one reason why realtors join associations. Right. And that that brings up a good point. I think most consumers don't understand our industry um, vernacular, you know, so a real estate agent is not the same as a realtor. Um, that in order to be a realtor, you are a member of the National Association of Realtors, the Georgia Association of Realtors, and in our case, the Atlanta Association of Realtors. Um, for one, we agree to abide by the National Association of Realtors Code of Ethics. Um, so that's kind of the, the baseline. But there are some other advantages um, to not only the agent, the realtor, but to the consumer. And you and I, before we started, we talk, were talking a little bit about RPAC. And you said never before has RPAC been so important than it has been this year. So let's talk about that a little bit because I, I think it's it's important for our listeners to know and understand Fantastic. So Atlanta Realtors Association, uh, obviously, is our local association. It is one of the largest associations in the United States. We're mm -hmm. over 10,000 members. And our members are all realtors, not real estate agents. And realtors, as you said, follow the code of ethics. Um, we are taught on a regular basis um, about license law, the code of ethics, and we are educated at a much higher level than our fellow real estate agents. Yes. So as a member of the Atlanta Realtors Association, you also have the opportunity to donate to our RPAC, which those funds go directly towards protecting us at a governmental level as an industry. And this year, without our RPAC dollars and the influence that the Atlanta Realtors Association and the Georgia Association of Realtors had on our governmental entities, we would not have been declared an essential industry. This would have impacted everybody in the state. Sellers, would have had a difficult time getting their property sold. Buyers might not have had the opportunity to buy. And through our RPAC dollars and our influence, we were able to continue and op to operate in our industry without missing a beat. Right, as an essential and business. As an essential business. W with, of course, all of the COVID you know, protections in place and following the guidelines. But um, many of us have seen the best year on record for real estate. And, and 
It's absolutely true. You know, last year we were teaching how important it would be for companies as well as realtors to understand that they had to come from the highest level of value to their clients Mm -hmm. and to the people that they serve. And we predicted that in this industry, as much as it's changed, because we've changed in this industry more in the last five years than we had changed in 20, both for technology and for the general public's view of our industry. That has changed drastically. And we predicted that you would either be in the discount realm or you would be in the value realm. And what has been fascinating about COVID days and this year in 2020 is that it's proved itself out. Those companies and those realtors who always had come from the knowledge of providing extreme value, they've doubled their business this year. They, they're, they're doing better than they ever have. Those who did not are not having a very good year. Yes. Yes. And so we, you know, I look back to March um, when COVID first hit and, you know, this was all coming at us and we're going, what in the world? And at the time, thought it might be a (laughs) short-lived challenge that we were facing. Um, But we quickly, you know, that was the beginning of our spring market. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, and if we go back to 2019, there was some talk about what 2020 would look like in terms of the market. Was the market going to soften a bit or, you know, would we continue to go full steam ahead? And who would have imagined that at the start of spring market, we would be sheltering in place, people working from home, parents having to figure out how to work and homeschool their children. And so um, to your point, everyone had to pivot. Realtors had to pivot, companies pivoted, everybody had to pivot. Everybody pivoted. And to the positive, you know, Rhonda, I remember us talking at the beginning of the year and you told me what your goals were. And there was a, it was a big goal. It was a big goal. And (laughs) in March, we caught back up and you were really worried. But one of the things that you did was to put your foot on the gas. You doubled down and you kept going. And to your credit, this year has been phenomenal for you. And I do think you're going to meet your goal. <laughs> and, <laughs> and it was a big goal before COVID. One so, day at a time. One day so at a time. Yeah. proud of you and you. watching agents like you understand that when the t- you know when things get tough, the tough get going. That's so true. And That's- I think our industry has experienced some of the most positive growth that I have ever seen. I was telling the president of Atlanta Realtors Association this year, um, I've loved this year. I have not for one second thought about, oh, poor us. I've actually absolutely adored it because I'm someone who likes change. I like positive change. And there's been more positive change this year for us than any other year. Yes, we've been very fortunate. In the 35 years that I've been in the industry, I feel like this has been the most positive. Yes, I remember a a friend and, and colleague of mine, we were talking about, you know, we were sort of watching the news and trying to figure out, you know, what the next steps would be. And 
where things were headed. You know, we always want to know what, what the future lies. And, and she said to me, Rhonda, I know how to do, I don't know about all that. I don't know. I don't know where this is headed. I don't know what the solution is, but I do know, I know, I do know real estate and I know how to serve my clients well and get it done. And so I'm just going to put my head down and do that. And I said, you're right. <laughs> that's what we need to do. And that's not to, to downplay the significance of everything that we've been through um, in our city and in our country. Completely agree. It's been a, a really challenging year for so many people. Um, but when you turn off the news and you get out in the community and you talk with people and serve people and do what you do well, then, you know, the success follows and and you have um, not just success, but significance. And so, you know, we've looked at, you know, the real estate industry being the shining light in, in a, a tough economy and a tough time. Um, people still have to move. People still have to have a place to live. And, and it's been really interesting to watch the dynamic of why People have wanted to sell their home or buy a new home. You know, we've, we've talked a lot about home offices are now, you know, yeah. important. Um, we were, I feel like, and you can correct me if I'm wrong or agree or disagree, but I feel like we were on this trend of smaller homes, you know, especially in Atlanta we with these big, you know, big mansions, as I like to call it. Everybody was tired of those and downsizing. Well, now we're seeing a resurgence of larger homes because people aren't traveling like they used to. Um, they're, we're seeing homes with pools. Our pools are big. probably our number one draw right now. I was talking to a pool company recently, and some of them are two years out for building wow, pools for that's people. That's incredible. And isn't it interesting how quickly, I'm just fascinated by this, how quickly the market reacted and responded to the you know to COVID and shelter in place, you know, people didn't wait six months or a year to make these life altering decisions. It was, you know, shelter in place started what end of March, end of March, and so by May, we were seeing the market just on fire for different re and people making changes that had maybe hadn't planned to make a change, and that ran strong all through. The summer and fall. Even. I was thinking about that this morning for Ansley and for the Atlanta Realtors Association. We'd pretty much made all of our major changes within the first three to four weeks. Isn't that something? And we just went from there. Yes. So it never has it changed faster, but it was all hands on deck. Yes. <laughs> and it was, um, it's an exciting time to be in the business. And I do agree. It is it has been challenging for so many people, and I hate to to sound so positive when actually there were a lot of very sad things that also came from this. But we all have gone back to a very deep sense of the purpose of home and what home means yes. means to each person individually. Um, because we spend a lot of time there now. Yes. So that has also driven the the numbers that we are seeing, yes. the increase in business in yes. the real estate industry. So let's talk about kind of, you know, I know you have your finger on the pulse being um, not only a managing broker, but also um, president-elect at, at the association. We're, you know, mid-October now, um, Talk to our listeners a little bit about what the projections were for 2020 and where we actually are now, maybe, you know, 2020 as we thought it would be versus how it shook out in 2020, maybe over 2019, and then a little bit of a crystal ball where we're headed in 2021. I'm not sure any 
economists could even answer that right now, but share with us what you know. I do think, you know, when you're talking about markets, there's the national market. Then you can drive that down to a local state market. But for us, when we talk about markets, it's Atlanta or it's a very specific market. So in general, I'm going to give you a an MLS Atlanta-based market statistics. So in a very localized community-based market may be different. Thank you so much for saying that because that, that's always been something that I've tried to drive home is, you know, people hear headlines in the news and you you cannot take national real estate statistics and apply them to Atlanta and you can't even take Atlanta statistics and apply them to a local submarket. You know, our neighborhoods vary dramatically by price point, days on market, all of those things. So thank you for clarifying that for our listeners. You're very very welcome and I'll 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 go back to 2019 where we thought we were going. We were really felt in the Atlanta area that we were sitting in the catbird seat for a lot of different reasons. We have more industry opportunities here for people who are looking for jobs. So our economy was very, very strong, uh, both in Atlanta and in the state of Georgia. We had a, our, our relocating um, trans, our transferees into the Atlanta area was strong because they were coming for the jobs that we had. Overall, in comparison to other states and local city areas throughout the U.S., we have a very um, advantageous cost of living. And we have beautiful weather. We have the arts. We have mountains very close by. We have beaches close by. So we knew we were sitting in the catbird seat. What 2020 has brought us is even more opportunity as other states either did not claim or, or ensure that real estate was an essential business or suffered other catastrophic losses in their economic outlook. Mm -hmm. We have more people moving into our city than most cities around the U.S. And that's a good thing for us. Yes. And then we've seen it anecdotally, you know, just, you know, Joe and I were talking earlier about how on our listings for, Atlanta's always been a strong relocation market, I guess maybe 20% or so of, of the transactions are relo one to any given time. But um, to see the number of people who were coming to view our listings, you know, from other large metropolitan cities, you know, out in California and Chicago and New York and New Jersey. And, you know, and then I started, even my husband said, do you notice how many out-of-state license plates there are? And so people are realizing that, hey, you know, Atlanta's a, a pretty cool place to be and the cost of living's great, housing's great. Yeah. Well, we're very diverse as well. Yes. We are, we are now a very much an international city. Mm -hmm. So the draw is huge. And that's a positive for us. Uh, the challenge that we had in 2019 will continue to be the challenge uh, for now and going forward, and that's transportation. Yes. And, yeah, <laughs> We've enjoyed our... <laughs> no traffic during shelter <laughs> That in was a great thing, but it's <laughs> all coming back. It's so. coming back slowly but surely. <laughs> so this year, albeit 
with challenges that were unforeseen, um, we are seeing our economy grow. And that is such a positive. Um, it, it, it helps you feel very good about our future. And keeping a positive mindset about where we're going is going to be critically important. Um, choosing to see it in the positive light that I'm talking about and the positive changes that continue to need to occur, mm -hmm. um, I think that's where we need to stay. But as a market as a whole, I'm going to give you some numbers okay. uh, year over year. And these statistics run through the end of August because September hasn't been posted yet. Okay. So year over year, um, our FMLS, which is our first multiple listing service um, for new listings, was down 18.5%. Wow, that's significant. Um, the hugest amount of hit came during that COVID, that initial COVID period. Right. So rather than having a spring market, our summer was our spring. And summer, I, we're still trying to catch our breaths. Right. It, it has been so busy. Yes. But that's a good, you know, back to... The, COVID hit right when all of those homes typically come on the market. And, exactly. you know, best I can tell, you know, the numbers better than I do, but the buyer demand came, it was a little bit of a pause, maybe March and April, but the buyer demand was stronger than ever, May, June, July. But we still had, not only did people not put their homes on the market in March and April as they had planned the to. The lowest inventory yeah. we've had. Since I've been in the business, I've never seen our inventory be so. So everybody, low. if you want to sell your house, please call us. Um, Now's please. the time. This is the <laughs> we time need homes to, to sell. <laughs> and yet, and, and it won't, we don't know if this will last forever. You know, this is a, 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 right. a point in time where it's great to be a seller. Well, and you know what's driving the buyers is our current interest rate. I mean, they're getting interest rates in the twos. I mean, it's unheard of. Yes. Do you remember when they were six and we thought, oh, they'll never go any lower than this. And then it was five and four. And now it's basically free money. It It, it is free yeah. money. So yeah. I think a lot of our millennials have finally decided that now's the time to take advantage of this. They got stuck in small apartments mm -hmm. and homes that weren't their own. Um, you know, prior to COVID, they just went there to sleep. But once they got stuck in those tiny apartments, it became really important to them to put down roots and go ahead and take advantage of these rates. That's such a good point. You know, we um, again, prior to all of this, there was talk about, you know, the young people, they just they don't really care that much about their homes. They want to travel and see the world. It's just great. But that has shifted. Changed a lot for yeah. our millennials. Yes. So my husband and I have seven children. They're all millennials. <laughs> so and you know them well. I know them very and well. And I adore them. I adore millennials. I find them fascinating. Um, but they now have had to pivot in their hopes and dreams and kind of change their view of the world as well. Now, obviously, they still want it. They'll be out traveling again as soon as, as they're soon allowed. As they, can. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> they will be out there doing and I it. I don't blame them. I'll but be right there with them. <laughs> they are wisely taking advantage of these rates. Mm -hmm. The other thing that's very important from an economic standpoint is to understand that real estate 
is the best hedge against inflation. And we do have inflation coming because of all the money that we've had to pump into our system Mm -hmm. to support us through this COVID time. Inflation is coming. And buying now at these low interest rate is your best bet. Is your best hedge for your money yes. against inflation. Yes. So if we could just really have smart time to buy <laughs> that one minute of the podcast today, that's probably the best thing we could share with especially young people. All people. So, you know, because we've got the baby boomers who needed to downsize and we've got um, more new home demand than we have seen in many, 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 many years. So um Lots of positive things. We do wish we had more inventory. Our inventory is very low. Um, Conversely, however, for Ansley, even though FMLS area was down by 18.5%, Ansley was up 30.8% in that same time period for listings taken. So that's agents hustle. (laughs) We hustle. (laughs) You know, Ansley falls into that company sector that comes from extreme um, service and value. And focus. And focus. And focus on the mission. Absolutely. Yep. So they've taken advantage of being in that sector during this period of time. Um, for homes under contract, that's both buyers and um, our homes that were listed and under contract, FMLS is up 3.2% year over year, and Ansley's up 56%. So once again, very strong. Uh, For closings, properties closed, FMLS is down by 12%, and Ansley's up 42%. So our agents are seeing huge growth in their businesses. But you would think we would see things much further down um, as an Atlanta-based market, but we do not. We do not see drastic downward turns. Yes. It makes me, when when I hear that, when I hear the FMLS number, it makes me think down not because there aren't buyers who are willing to buy it. It all goes back to that inventory. Lack of inventory. And, And so, you know, we, gosh, we've had several listings recently where I thought, I wish I had 10 more of these, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, how many, and you've been in right in the middle of all of the multi, um, multiple offer situations and negotiations and houses are getting five, 10, in some cases, 14, 15 offers. So um, it's not for lack of, in, I mean, it's not for lack of buyers, but it's for lack of inventory. But yet those agents who are out there hustling, shaking the trees, reaching out, you know, more than ever, we're, you know, I've got multiple marketing pieces out now in neighborhoods where you know, buyers want to buy. So it's not just sitting around and waiting for something to come up. It's having to to hustle and pivot and do things that maybe you didn't have to do a year ago. Absolutely. Totally agree with you. Everything in our market right now is is circling around the lack of inventory. I will say, though, this year has also emphasized for knowledge that the sellers must understand is that buyers will no longer buy anything that isn't exactly the way they want it. Mm -hmm. So, you know, sellers might hear, oh, it's a seller's market. And most of our prime 
markets are still in a seller's market and they think, great, buyers will come, they'll buy my house just because it exists. And that's not the case. Yes, that's such a good point. The buyers really more than ever want renovated. They want these homes maintained to an exceptional level. They do not want to fix one thing when they walk in. Yes. And if there is something to fix during the transaction, they're going to ask the seller to fix it. Yes, that's so important. Thank you for sharing that, Cynthia. And Joe and I were actually just talking about this, about how, you know, we're a we're a society of sound bites, you know, and so homeowners here, well, it's a seller's market, never seen anything like it. Well, I'm gonna price my house, you know, twenty percent above market and just stick a sign in the yard and the buyers will come. And even though it's a seller's market, that is not the case. That and, isn't and, the case. And those all of those important factors, you know, we talked about the three most important factors that affect the sale of your home, price condition and marketing, those still have to be right. And even though the buyers are out there, they are more discriminating than ever because they know this isn't just a place to hang their hat and lock the door and go travel. They're actually spending the reason why they're now buying a, a larger home with a pool and a home office and a finished terrace level is because they, they're going to be spending a lot of time there with their family. So they do want it to be right. So it's not the time to just throw a property out there at any price. And no. So that tends to impact our our inventory even further because now it's it's not just the homes that are on the market it's those that are renovated and well maintained and that narrows down even further yeah those are the ones the buyers are fighting over exactly offers in a weekend exactly yes well thank you for that um all right crystal ball (laughs) we're we're in we're well into we're into fourth quarter now and we're all um, we have an election coming up Um, who knows what will happen with COVID and vaccine there's so many question marks that impact the economy and and certainly the housing market Um, where do you think we're headed um, for the real estate market for Metro Atlanta in 2021 this is a wonderful question and you know because I am the president-elect of Atlanta Realtors Association one of the benefits that you have uh, volunteering at that level is you have access to a lot of economic data. Yes. And you get to hear from a lot of our national and local economists. Um, They're all wishing they had a crystal ball. Mm -hmm. I think all of our financial planners are also scratching their heads. They're trying to figure out where we're going. And it's hard to advise when you really don't know what the future holds. I mean, let's be honest, nobody really knows. No, (laughs) we really, really don't. But I will say that next year is going to look very similar to this year. That's what most of us are saying. Regardless of uh, our election results, they are predicting that we will continue to have a strong real estate market in 2021 with an average of 3% appreciation, 3 to 5%. But beyond that year, they're not so sure. And then when inflation starts um, impacting our dollars, um, we could be looking at um, a downturn. Nothing extreme, nothing at all extreme, but a plateau for More sure. of a balanced market. A balanced market, market a plateaued yes. market. So once again, for sellers, 
now's the time. Yeah. If you want to sell, this is the time. This is the time. We don't know what's going to happen to interest rates. Obviously, at some point, they're going to have to rise. So it's the best time for the buyers. So we will continue to have a very robust real estate market in 2021. That's what everyone pretty much is predicting. Um, we will go back eventually, hopefully, to being in person. <laughs> yeah. But because of the technologies that we now have access to, we will continue to do both virtual and in person as we are allowed to open up as vaccines and and better medicines are available to yes, us. Absolutely. Well, it makes me, you talking about the technology, it makes me think of one of our company mantras that I think maybe Beno Ansley came up with. It's, you know, you have to get comfortable getting uncomfortable. And, you know, all of us have had to do, you know, well, I think we're all tired of Zoom by now, but, you know, the virtual showings and video and and presenting properties in a powerful way when we don't have as much human interaction and face-to-face. I mean, we've sold several homes this year via FaceTime, which mm-hmm. is, you know, just really interesting. But um, So now, now we'll have all of it available because we now have adapted to that. But when we come back in person, you can do in-person open houses as well as virtual. Yes. A hybrid, so I think you call it. It's a hybrid. The, the, it's a hybrid. The, and so yeah. for our, you know, for our buyers and sellers, this is a big deal. This is a really big deal. Yeah, it's been a, a great time in our industry. Well, Cynthia, thank you so much. It was so great having you on the show today. You provided some great information, and we just wish you all the best as you enter in this next season of leading us at the Atlanta um, Realtors Association. And thank we just you. thank you for your service um, to our company and to our industry. Thank you, Rhonda. You're awesome. Thanks so much for listening. We certainly hope this was helpful for you. If it was, go ahead and like and share and subscribe so you don't miss any episodes. If you'd like to get in touch with Cynthia, her contact information will be in our show notes below so you can click those and find her there. As always, we'll see you next time for another episode of The Real Deal with Rhonda.